What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR Podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow our socials down below. Audio listeners, rate, review, download the podcast. Before we continue, uh, Happy New Year. Our first episode of the year. Um, make sure you guys check out the old ones that you have missed before the year. But because we ha- we'll get to it later on. But and the first NBA trade happened. We dropped a separate podcast on Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. Yeah, on Sunday, uh, the OG Ananobi to the next trade for RJ Barrett Emmanuel quickly. So we already dropped our reaction. We'll talk about it briefly later. However, let's just get right into it. Heavy NFL, heavy football actually, because of the college football playoff. Um, so let's get right to it. I, you want we want to be a little bit biased and start off with our team, the Indianapolis Colts and the AFC South. I mean, we're prime time. We are on prime time. But so essentially, why we want to start off with the AFC South instead of the AFC East? A, we're Indianapolis fans, but B. Both of those divisions, I get it, have not been um, clinched yet. But this one is also a little bit more intriguing because three teams are involved. Two of them are supposed to be in line for the first overall pick, who are now have two Coach of the Year candidates in the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts fighting for a division spot and a playoff berth on the line. So it's a winner-take-all, loser-goes-home game no matter what happens. Okay, right? so, so if the Jaguars lose... I will say it here, will be, I have it out here. Yeah, if the Jaguars lose... The game of the Texans and Colts is gonna be winner takes division. Yeah. So if Jaguars win, it's automatic. It becomes a wild card. So winner winner end situation. So here Colts, it is. Texan um, game. Houston clinches AFC South division title with a Houston win and a Jacksonville loss or tie. They will clinch a playoff berth with a win or a Houston tie, Jacksonville loss, and a Pittsburgh loss or tie. Uh, Indianapolis they clinch an AFC South division title with an Indy win. Uh, Jacksonville loss or tie, or an indie tie with a Jacksonville loss. So we also have the extra parameter because yeah. of the head-to-head. Uh, indie clinches playoff berth simply with a win and a tie, or a tie with a Pittsburgh loss or tie. Um, we'll talk about Pittsburgh later. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, simple, they would clinch the division with a win or a tie with an indie Houston tie. Uh, and then they clinch a playoff berth by tying plus Pittsburgh loss or tie. And then the second option for them is the Pittsburgh loss plus a Denver loss or tie um, plus Houston Jeez. Indy doesn't end in a tie. So it doesn't end in a tie as well. So they need a winner there for them to All right, clinch. so just, just to make it simple, it's a winner endgame. <laughs> yeah, a winner but end we game. also have to lay these out because it could come It could come to ties. Because of what happened with like, the Raiders and the Chargers. not to bombard you guys. Yeah, but because we, we got to give you the full facts. I, I know, we got to give you full facts, but, but I've just been bombarded. Yeah. Simple as this, winner end game. That's why we're starting off with it. Um, but pay attention to these implications because of what happened with the Raiders and Chargers a couple of years ago in 2021, which had Pittsburgh on the verge of just missing out because of it. But that was a different story because they had to tie for both to go in. Yeah, but there was zero, it's similar. zero ties it could be It could come down to this because the NFL has been weird this year. But So let's talk about the division. There have, there have been no ties this year, right? No, no game at the end of the time no, this year. Yeah. I think they have been overtime games, obviously. Yeah. But no, 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 no ties. no ties. But yeah, AFC South, uh, Jaguars. I still think they'll clinch it. Um, they if are in CJ the, Beathard plays. They maybe. are in the driver's seat. Um, obviously they're playing a weak Titans team right now. Who are winless in the division. And uh, it depends. If I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is playing, I'm 100 percent confident they're gonna win. If Beathard's playing, I give Titans a slight chance, but they still look strong with Beathard. Because he's healthier, right? Trevor Lawrence, when he played those games, he was not healthy, and you could tell. Beathard came in to the point where I'm like, I'll give Carolina a chance to win, put a part of the upset alert predictions, but they got shut out. So I, I'm giving okay, like straight up off the bat, I think Jackson will win the division. I, I'm not Same. even gonna. I, I will have, I will have hopes for the Colts, uh, for that Colts Texans game to be something. It, it doesn't matter because the Colts Texans game is a day before the Jags. I know. Titans game. So even if the Colts win, I would obviously hope for Jacksonville. To lose, Obviously. but at the same time, I'm like, if the Colts win, I'm just happy they're in the playoff spot. Yeah, um, that's what I'm more but yeah, worried no, about. Uh, we're not, we're, we're, we're confident. Jags should win the division. Um, you have a weaker if they opponent. don't watch our tier list rankings where they're yeah, gonna yeah. end up. We exactly, but they're done. Uh, I think that's division is done. This Colts and in it, then this Colts and Texans game will come down to a winner takes wild card and a loser goes home. This game is on Saturday night, ESPN. 515. First primetime game, I believe, for both of these teams all year. I thought Houston may have had a Thursday. 
Okay, first primetime game for I the Colts. I think they may have had a Thursday. At least for the Colts, it was all year. And like you said before, these two teams were around projected a 5-12 and 12 ceiling for the season. Both of these guys. Yeah. And now we're in the situation where there are the primetime game, obviously, along with the Bills Dolphins on Sunday night. It did not feel long ago that me and you were arguing who was worse, to who was coming third or fourth between Houston exactly, and yeah. Indy. And obviously, I had Indy, you had Houston, and now they're battling for first or second and third in the division and obviously a playoff spot. But um, to your point, though, the Indy, let's talk about the, that primetime game. Um, it's in Indy, so obviously the home field goes to Indy. The problem, though, is we've seen Indy in this situation before. Um, obviously, I know they had a win in situation back with Andrew Lux last year, and they won, got a playoff win as well. Then they had a situation where they had to win with Phillip Rivers, but also have a favorable game, which they ended up getting to make the playoffs. And then 2021 happened with Carson Wentz, where they lost the last two. The good news this time is they won the first game with, uh, with, um, against the Raiders. That time they lost against the Raiders, so a little revenge factor there. Um, this time, now they're playing, instead of playing Jacksonville and Clowntown, <laughs> the version of them, they're playing literally the team that will be winner in, and we'll see how that goes. Pretty much the winner of this game is also coach of the year, in my opinion. Um, I know there's other debates, which we'll talk about later on, like down the line, not today. But let's talk. Do you want to talk about the games that were played, or do you want to just strictly talk about this? Who game cares about the games that were played? It's all about week 18. It's all about pre-playoff games because that's what these are going to feel like right now. And uh, yeah, this Colts-Texans, if you guys are con- looking at week two, what happened between the Colts and Texans, throw that out the window. Yeah. Because it's going to be a completely different game. I don't even reasons th- being this. Did Minshew start Th- off these, these are the reasons, right, of why it's going to be a different game. Yeah. Gardner Minshew is the starter. Did he start that game? He did not start that okay. game. Right. Um, con- uh, he came in for Richardson for a concussion. That's number yeah, one. Okay. Texans are preparing for a Gardner Minshew start, not an Anthony Richardson start. That's why Gardner did so well in week two. Number two, Laramie Tunsil was injured. That's why we kept on sacking CJ Stroud in the first half, especially. Number three, I think Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie were both injured that game. So that kind of makes it a weaker Texans defense there. So it is going to be a completely different game. Obviously, this is a different Colts team. And this is also a completely different Texans team. And both are coming off some big wins. Colts find a way to win those close, claw it out because they've won a lot of close games this year. Obviously, recently Raiders... Buccaneers one as well. Um, the Steelers, not the Steelers one. Like, there's many other ones. Obviously, Ravens earlier on and all these ones. Texans, obviously, they looked like they were the more explosive, more dominant team throughout the year than the Colts did in their wins. But at the same time, Texans had some ugly losses as well. Uh, yeah, Texans, obviously, CJ Stroud's back. That's the big thing. He's missing his security blanket and tank tell. One thing that will help... Um, CJ is what are the Colts defense going to look like right are we going to see the Pittsburgh game or are we going to see what we see in the last two games I know they ended up winning the well the Raiders the Raiders quarter. game the Raiders fourth yeah quarter. but like it's a Gus game we it's the most predictable defense in the league that's what I don't trust I still think from watching that game Gus should be gone win or lose make the playoffs or not make the playoffs um, unless we win this, unless we make the AFC Championship game, that's the don't worry about Gus. Yeah, right now Gus is off season talk. But in in terms of like actual game, the question is, are we gonna have a healthy O line because Ryan Kelly got hurt, but he came back in the game. I know same thing with Trenton Nelson was hurt. He taped up his ankle. and came back in the game. We just got Braden Smith back, who was the big reason why we won that game, allowing zero sacks from Max Crosby. Um, which Gardner Minshew are we gonna get? That's the other thing because this is his first time ever being in a situation like this, right? Because his last time, the only other times he were starters, he was replacing Jalen Hurts, which didn't matter. And then um, Jaguars. Jaguars don't kill him because they were literally one in whatever they were that year as well. Um, that ended up getting him Trevor Lawrence. But overall, though, yeah, um, who I think will win this game, obviously I believe in my squad. But I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, do we give a prediction of our own squad? I'm not going to give, I'm not going to jinx. <laughs> I'm not, oh yeah, we're not going to give right. a prediction because we're biased. I'll, I'll say this much. Um, I'll, I'll tell you some keys for like, I'll give you some couple keys for each team. Keys for Indy. Can you contain Will Anderson? Because he's been on a heater recently. And obviously he destroyed uh, that Tennessee team. Um, on the defensive side is, can you take away their number one weapon away, which is Nico Collins in this case. 
uh, he's had an incredible year and uh, he's been their most dangerous weapon. How how do you defend Nico Collins? On the flip side, Stingley has had an improved year compared to his uh, rookie year. So I'm assuming he will match up against Pittman. And obviously Pittman, we already know, we saw what Pittman did all of this year as well. And can... I think the Houston defense, obviously D'Amico Ryans is a defensive specialist. They need to figure out a way to get pressure on Gardner Mitchell because we've seen when Gardner Mitchell's blitz, when he's pressured, when he's obviously moving around, need to make a play, it's like 50-50. Like, it's either going to be an interception or the greatest thing you've ever seen. In the side of things, they win this game if they win the trenches battle. Simple as that. That's yes. their strong suit on the defensive side. Um... Because what has been happening the last couple of games, especially from our linebackers, are a lot of missed tackles, especially from Zaire Franklin, which is not crazy. Kenny Morse should be back for this game, and he's one of the best corner tackles in the game. So for me, it's the battle of the trenches. Um, can you just keep, to your point, Gardner Minshew upright and make him just, you know, we have Pittman. Clean pocket, clean pocket. Yeah, clean pocket. We have Pittman available. JT, can you give him JT space to run? And on the flip side, defensively, you have guys that could stop the run for you. Um, and you have guys that could get to the quarterback. We have, what, four guys with eight-plus sacks this year? Seven or eight-plus sacks? I know Buckner yeah, got up there. Seven. I seven, think seven minimum. Yeah. And I think Buckner's one of... Buckner's and set, B- seven. Buckner's at the, one of the three guys. I think it was Chris Jones and Miles Garrett to have like, a couple of straight years with seven-plus sacks. So yeah. we have the pieces in the line. On the line. D-line. Samson yeah. Abukam is probably like the most um, underrated signing of the summer. Uh, Off-season, sorry. But yeah, like that's that's the key to win that game. That's all we're gonna leave it. We're, we don't want to give a prediction and go <laughs> crazy with it. That's we'll let you guys predict who will win the division and who will make the playoffs. Speaking of, we'll go to some games as well. Um, one, uh, moving on from the AFC South, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They're in, also in, in factor in this thing because we mentioned their name earlier. Um, Pittsburgh with a big big win over Seattle. I think they pretty much dominated them in a sense. Um, sticking with they Mason Rudolph for the Week 18 game as well, playing the Baltimore Ravens. Pittsburgh is. You thought the other ones are complicated. Get ready for this one. Oh, Pittsburgh needs a tie. This one you need for me to explain it, cause like, trust me, we have to lay out all the facts here. All right, take Pitts- pause, take pauses in between. Okay, Pittsburgh. Uh, they have five ways to clinch a playoff berth. That's what number one. Pittsburgh win plus a Buffalo loss, and we'll get to Buffalo in a second. Yeah. Um, number two, Pittsburgh win plus a Jacksonville loss or a tie. Yeah. Um, which is crazy because two teams could fight for a division and miss yeah, the playoffs yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, number three, Pittsburgh win and then a Houston Indy tie. So yeah. similar to that situation. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh tie, number four, Pittsburgh tie plus a Jacksonville loss plus a Houston Indy game does not end in a tie. And the last f- way is they're all oars. Uh, Jacksonville loss and a Denver win and a Houston Indy does not end in a tie. So the good news is you have options. Um, the bad news is you do not control your destiny at all. Yeah, so that's the Pittsburgh way. But you know, as we mentioned, Pittsburgh with a great, great win. I thought, like I predicted, um, I don't. They would have yeah. won that game. I don't think Pittsburgh winning is going to be an issue because Baltimore is already locked up. Everything. So Baltimore is smart. They should be resting players, meaning that they should be they should be able to beat a bunch of backups. Uh, okay, scoreline says it was a seven-point game, but from what I remember, I was watching it. it was they were kind of dominating? Like most it, of it, it got like closer. The, it's closer than it was. It was yeah. closer than it was. I felt like when watching that game, it was definitely not. No, nah, Steelers. Steelers were the better team. Yeah. Um. George Pickens obviously woke up ever since being called out for not blocking, but you know instead of blocking, he's putting up points. So that's the Pittsburgh side of things. Let's talk about the AFC East, which uh comes down to the wire, which is kind of surprising for the so division. Do, so to lay it down, basically. Um. Before we go to that, before we go to the game, uh, the playoff picture, let's talk about the game of the week. Because it involves Miami in this, right? Uh, Baltimore yeah. versus Miami is pr- clenched. We know who the uh, where the AFC is going to run through. It is through Baltimore. Uh, 56-19 victory. <laughs> and one week after I was praising the uh, Miami Dolphins for getting a win against a, you know, a top-tier team, they go back in their ways, get their ass kicked by the best team in football now. Mm. And they also lose... Bradley Chubb to a torn ACL who was in the game for whatever reason in with three minutes quarter. remaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, just quick comments about that game. Uh, Lamar, which we'll get into a little bit later, but I'm just going to give a little Let's just talk preview right, right now. No. Okay. We got to take the yeah, one yeah. thing at a time, right? Okay. <laughs> Lamar cemented his M- MVP case. One. Two, this Ravens defense is capable of stopping every single one because you could argue this Miami, Miami offense is 
the most explosive we've seen in a long time. And uh, point number three is everyone just gets smacked by the Ravens. <laughs> so so the Ravens had a tough schedule remaining, and, and they, they whooped all three They games. whooped all three, yeah. But, yeah, so that's cemented. Ravens as number one. The Kansas City Chiefs with their win is cemented at number three. The Browns already cemented a number five seed. Um, so Miami and Buffalo. Miami wins, they are the two seed. Miami loses, they are the six seed. So they are safe. No matter what happens this game, but obviously you would prefer a home playoff game. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I just want to confirm one thing. On the Buffalo side. No, but wait. So does Miami? Uh, let's just say Cleveland loses and Miami lose. Cleveland for sure gets fifth. Cleveland's fifth. For sure. That's what I heard. Like, uh, okay. like when yeah, I was no, watching. I know what yeah. the tiebreaker for them is. I don't have that here. That's why. But well, either way, okay, yeah, but okay, let's just say what you're right. Yeah, it was the sixth. They, that's what I've been. That's yeah, what so I've they, seen. So all they're on TV. the sixth seed. So let's get into that breakdown. Um, simple. When so Miami's safe. Buffalo, on the other hand. Okay, so Buffalo's in a weird spot. So let's just go with there. Um, uh, Buffalo wins. They clinch the division. Simple, straight simple, up. Simple, yeah. Nothing else. They could also, if they lose, they could miss the playoffs fully. So for let's just hypothetically say they lose the Miami game, they lose the division, they could still clinch. But it has to be a Buffalo tie, which is kind of funny because they could lose. What? You said they're gonna lose. No, no, no. Okay, I changed that now because I didn't read the first one. Okay. So th- let's just say they tie the game, they lose the division. Yeah, right yeah. There. But let's just say they lose the game, um, outside of the tie, they clinch a spot with a tie. What do you? Okay. I'm pretty, I'm confusing myself here. <laughs> yeah. If they tie the game, they clinch a playoff spot, but they do not win the division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, other ways they could clinch a playoff spot is if they lose the game, they need a pit, uh, Pittsburgh loss or a tie. They need a Jacksonville loss or a tie, or and or sorry, or a Houston Indy to tie. end in a tie. Yeah. So that's it. Like they could still make clinch a playoff spot with a loss. It's just um, the other three things need to happen, which are, you know, everybody's controlling their own destiny there at that point. And then you could simply, if you don't control your own destiny, you're pretty much out. It is gonna be tough. But yeah. In Buffalo's case, they are playing Miami. And we still have to give them credit. Um, because Buffalo recently, yes, they've been winning. Four game win streak. But they have been very convincing these last two games, especially in the Chargers and Patriots. Right? What what were supposed to be blowout wins were put one possession wins by Buffalo. So it's gonna be a tight one. Don't like we can't rule it out that like, oh Miami can't beat a good team, they're gonna lose again. Buffalo haven't looked good offensively, especially as well. And the turnovers are still lurking Josh Allen. I think he's still on his interception streak for I don't know how long now. And, uh, yeah, so that that's the AFC side. Yeah. Let's uh, move over to Let's that. go to the NFC. Let's, before, NFC we get, before we get to anything, let's talk about the one team we need to talk about. They clinched a playoff spot, but we need to talk about them again. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Arizona Cardinals. This means with a 49ers win, which they played the Commanders and they won, would clinch the one seed and that's exactly what happened. But the issue for the Eagles is not them losing the one seed. The issue is they have now dropped to the fifth seed and they have lost a division lead. Your yeah. thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know, Philly, like I said, I thought maybe they could have gone back to their winning ways. They end up losing to the Arizona Cardinals who are probably either trying to tank to get for sure Marvin Harrison or whatever they just wanted to decide to do. Um, but you end up giving them a win. At the same time, and to to a team that you lost a coordinator to, so it clearly proves that you're missing your coordinators aren't working out well. You you know promote Matt Patricia clearly hasn't worked out well this game. Hundred percent. You were winning this game and you blow it. Um, AJ Brown is being like uh, annoyed with the media, saying, like, "What's the point? There's nothing to talk about here." Um, the play calling doesn't look great from what I was watching. It there's something. Does not look right there. Um, at this point, like I will not be. They will probably finish the fifth seed. And I will not be surprised if whoever the AFC South winner is will beat NFC them. South. Sorry, NFC South winner is will beat him in the first round. Yeah. I will not be surprised. Um, Obviously, if you're looking at on paper, it low-key might favor the Eagles being the fifth seed just because they're playing an NFC South team. Yeah, but... but uh, and this is nothing. This is way beyond They don't beyond have home paper. field. This is way beyond paper. And it's, it's not home field. It's just, just flat-out performance. That too, but I'm just saying... It doesn't matter if you're have... home or away. If no, you're, but... If you're performing like garbage, you're going to lose. That too, but it also doesn't help if you're going to perform like garbage and you don't have home field on your ass. 
is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. But like home field is still going to be a massive oh, it's, factor. It's a massive factor, but yeah. it doesn't matter if you're home or away. If you perform like garbage, you're losing. I know. Like, I know that's they happened lost, the weekend. They lost yeah, on, I know. at home. But I'm just saying, it doesn't also, like, even if you guys are playing decently well, the home field could sway some things. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying overall factor. I'm not saying strictly we're ta- about we're ta- that ta- We're talking about them not performing well. And that is an issue at this stage, in, that this late in, stage in the season. And uh, losing to the Cardinals is definitely not a good sign. Good news is, you don't have to win games because you already clinched. So, but you want you want a two seed and you need the two seed and it's going to be tough with the Cowboys. So, Cowboys are playing the Commanders yeah. as well. So, Dallas wins the division with a win. They tie. They get it also with a tie and a Philly tie or they straight up get it with a Philly loss. Philly wins, Dallas loses, then they get the division. Simple as that. Um, yeah, like, I don't, like, we'll talk about more when the playoff matchup comes. But like I said, there aren't, they, I will, they'll be like, when it comes down to it, when we get the official matchups and we do the upset alert, they will probably be my upset alert <laughs> just because of the way they were performing. That is true. At the latest time. At least San Francisco bounced back after their that, loss. That is true. But when we're looking at this now, um, we got to talk about the, the NFC South. The NFC, there's an NFC East is a guaranteed five spot, whether it be Dallas or Philly. And it's right now it's going to be Philly. That's my projection. That's my prediction right there. Um, the lines are basically a lock at three seed just because... Oh, we got to talk about that game. We just, talk about the game. Yeah, I know. But before, like, let me just finish this point yeah, quickly. Yeah. Just because I don't see the Cowboys losing to Commanders, the only way the Lions can get the two seed is if they win and the Eagles and the Cowboys lose. Did the Lions get screwed out of, of a potential two seed? Yes. Okay, the reason <laughs> why we say that is because Dallas versus uh, uh, Detroit, it came down to the last play. Detroit got the touchdown. They got the two-point conversion. However, uh, their first of all, the de- first debate is if that they should have went for the extra point under the two-point conversion. We both agree that they should have went for the two-point conversion. Why risk injuries in overtime? Um, you already clinched the playoff, the tight, the no- division. You're a top three lock. You're a top three lock. So oh, I oh, two and three lock. I agreed with yeah, them going for two the two-point. Two yeah, and three lock. Yeah. I agreed with them to go for it, like for it, go for the two-point conversion just to win the game. Um, that penalty gets called. And there's a lot of talk afterwards that he, the player being eligible, it was the the flag was an eligible player downfield, uh, who caught the touchdown. Um, Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker, their lineman. He reportedly and proof that he has called. Uh, he did declare. They announced it or something as well, but the ref called it back. Led to a um a five yard or whatever. Five yard penalty. Was. So and then at that point, I would have went for the field goal or yeah. extra so point. So basically, sorry. what happens is. The ball went from the two yard to the seven yard. I would at that point, yes. Then I would have went for the extra, extra point, point. But, but they went for the two point. I'm like, whatever. But Michael Parsons got called offside. Yeah, and then it went back to the two yard. No, it was like four yard. Four yard line. But at the end of the day, uh, the sack. Okay, when the penalty was called, then I would have went for the extra point. Otherwise, I have no issues with them going for the extra or the two point conversion. Yeah, originally they, cl- they clearly did it. They got it. They got they it. Got so it you can't complain about that. If you're complaining about it afterwards, okay, I, I'll agree with that one. But, yeah, I, got, I think they got screwed over a two-seed when we were re- uh, previewing this game as one of our games of the week. I did say, like, this is watch out for this to be a potential um, uh, seeding game. And, obviously, you were you, you agreed with it, but you were like, eh, the Eagles aren't going to lose. Clearly, you were wrong there. Um, I don't think I'm the only one. I know. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, saying I'm I, was, saying I was included in that. But yeah. I'm just saying it still could be a potential seeding game. At the end of the day, you got to take it seriously. Um, obviously, um, that that's what happened. So, Dallas ended up winning um, the game. Pretty much locking the two seed in our opinion, and yes. Detroit getting the three seed. So another team that clinched. Essentially, we agree that one, two, and three are basically essentially locked, and the fifth seed is locked, and the sixth seed is locked. Yeah. Right. One is Niners, two is Cowboys, three is the Lions, five is the Eagles, and six, the newly clinched team, the Los Angeles Rams. Who were gonna scare themselves when Tyrod Taylor messed up that two point conversion? their own exactly they have no like but, they had no choice they had a choice i mean they but had, they had no reason yeah to go to overtime but the rams are the scariest team in the nfc to yeah. play right now in my opinion because they've been on a heater and right now it's looking like a a lions rams matchup which matthew is stafford be homecoming matthew stafford and jared goff yeah well, matthew well more homecoming. more matthew stafford coming home but they're facing their former teams yeah um, so let's see who wins that trade. Obviously, the Rams did so far, but so do you want to talk about the East or do you want to talk? Sorry, the the North or do you want to talk about 
like do you want to talk about the wild card spot or do you want to talk about the south division title we'll go, we'll go south first okay so nfc south right now the leader is tampa bay but they got their ass kicked by the new orleans saints um but they still have the lead over them yeah so that being said atlanta who lost screw you guys by the way piss me off <laughs> indeed even more though piss me off yeah. uh atlanta clinches the nfc south simply by winning and then having a tampa bay loss all right tampa bay is playing um the panthers the panthers so they sh- probably should win realistically but and then obviously the saints thing gets counteracted because they play it's atlanta. the same thing so tampa bay win they're the nfc south four yes. seed saints and falcons play each other the winner of that needs a tampa bay loss yes right yeah, um, but Tampa could also get in with a tie if ta- and a yeah. New Orleans loss or a tie. Yeah, and if Tampa Bay does win, flipping over to the wildcard scene, it's going to be tough so, for both teams to make it. Let's talk about the wildcard. Tampa Bay first. Let's just say Tampa Bay cannot win the division. Tampa Bay clinches a playoff berth by tying plus a Seattle loss plus a Green Bay loss or tie. But we're going to be realistic here. They're Tampa Bay do win. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's an option. So we Tampa Bay, right now, our projection... You agree Tampa Bay yeah. is a four seed. Yes. Right? So that leaving uh, the seven seed open right now. So let's go with where the, s- the Packers holding the seven seed. Holding but right, the let's seven talk seed. about the let's finish off with the South first. Um Saints, again, new uh, we already said winner, uh they could also well, tie. Well, it's a wild card because they're gonna be in the wild card now. Yeah. Tampa Bay won. That okay. that that's the scenario. Tampa Bay okay, won. But we also gotta give the scenario of the division. We already did that. Okay. But <laughs> I'm saying New Orleans could tie and Tampa could lose. And they'll We we just said the NFC you, South division. You said winner lost. I'm saying the tie part. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm adding, another factor. Yeah, right? okay. Um, New Orleans tie and a Tampa loss puts New Orleans... Um, ahead of them, okay, yeah. And that's it. Alana already said. But NFC, um, wild card, right now the Packers beating the Vikings, Packers hold their destiny Yeah. to uh, control the destiny for the seventh seed. So here's the thing. Um, Atlanta has no way of making the playoffs except if they win the division, right? So they're out so of the wild out, card yeah. predict, per, uh, thing. In our opinion, our predi- projection prediction is they're out completely. Yes. Um... So New Orleans to clinch a playoff berth, assuming they don't not win the division, is they win with a Seattle loss or a tie, and a Green Bay loss or a tie, uh, or the second option is they tie themselves with a Seattle loss and a Green Bay loss, as well. Okay, so that's the New Orleans Saints way of getting in. It's tough. Seattle it's, Seahawks. It's, it's, realistically, if you're in the South, it's division or bust for you. Um, Seattle Seahawks, who I thought would have made the uh, the uh, seven seed, they win plus a, the way they clinch is if they win, they have to win plus a Green Bay loss or a tie. That's number one. Number two is they tie with a Green Bay loss and a Tampa Bay loss or tie. Or number three is they tie again, uh, Green Bay loss again, and New Orleans loss or tie because of their division implications. So. It's obviously tough. Seattle still has a chance to go through because Green Bay get in if they win and they play Chicago. Chicago's been good, though. So we can't say... They've like, been they, good. This could be last year's Detroit versus... Ch- Chicago has been good. The fact that Chicago just got the, eliminated the thing from the with, playoff the spot... Thing with the difference between this year's Green Bay and last year's Green Bay, Green, Bay's, Green Bay is on the heater now, whereas Green Bay last year... I know. We're on the decline. Yeah, but at the end of the day, this could still be last year's situation at the end of the day. It is last year's situation. Um, but Green Bay win, they're in. The other ways they could potentially make it is... Green Bay tie plus a Seattle loss or tie plus a New Orleans loss or tie. That's scenario number two. Scenario number three is the tie with a Seattle loss and a Tampa Bay loss. So, um, number three, sorry, scenario number four, the tie again. Seattle tie, Tampa Bay loss or tie. Uh, and then number five and six requires Minnesota to lose or tie, Seattle to lose, and then one of Tampa and then New Orleans. Just to, to keep it simple for your Packers fans, just win. And you are yeah. playing the Bears. Green Bay could literally be the you, situation of Indy of 2021. The, the thing is this. You, you you are playing the Bears. And there is still no excuses. You technically still own the Bears. And uh, even with or without Aaron Rodgers. Because he won the first game of the year. And no, there's no excuses. Jordan Love has been playing like, yeah. the most important the, the way you the guys, The situation is similar to last year. But it's a completely different. It's a complete reversal. Because you're on the come up. right? You're, you're on your hot streak right now. Whereas... Last year, you were on your decline. Um, and for my prediction, I'm still going to stick by Seattle getting it. I'm sticking with the Packers. I'm, I'm going with Seattle. I'm just going with my natural gut feeling. I, I, meant, said that, I said that last week when I said Pittsburgh will lose. Uh, sorry, Pittsburgh will beat Seattle, but Seattle will still find a way to get in. I think that's the case. 
Um, we saw that last year. Again, I know you said the situation is a little bit different. I still think it's very similar, though, because they choked last year. They could choke again this year. Simple. I know they're home. I don't know if they were. They, I the, think they uh, were the, home The last situation year. is the same. The teams are different. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... They're built different. What we've seen, we've seen this before. And sometimes when you've seen before, I'm going to just stick, stick with that. Well, it's kind of hard to stick with it when the I know team, there's completely different the teams. The team is completely okay, different. Okay, but okay, I have a question for you, if that's the case. Jacksonville beats Indy for I don't know how many years in a row in Jacksonville. Yeah. Teams have always been different. Yeah, yeah. So So I'm saying the same thing here. Okay. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. So you know you know you know what you've seen before? Yeah. The Packers beat the Bears every single goddamn time. I, I, I get that too. <laughs> the, it's, a, it's a completely different Green game. Green Bay also were destroying Detroit all it's those a, years as well. It's a completely different game. Green Bay also beat Detroit all those years as well before last year. So you can't say we've been seeing the same thing over and over again. That that does not. That's fine. That does not support but your argument. But this case. That, uh, this case, I'm still sticking by more of last year. Yeah, that's fine. You can stick I'm with whoever you want. I'm sticking with that more but of last just, year because I'm, to your point, you said it's a different team, right? And, and that because of that, I'm still sticking with that point. Yeah, no, but you can't use the fact that we've seen it over and over again because it's a different And I get that, but you, yeah. that one is a little bit different too because you have no more Aaron Rodgers. You won one game with Jordan Love. Can you do it again with Jordan Love? So so I'm going to use your argument for my argument. We've yeah. seen it all over and over again with okay. the Packers and the Bears. But like, <laughs> so that's why I'm sticking. I'm not the, I'm and not I'm st- also, I also remember saying two weeks ago, I think I'm going to stick with the Packers. Yeah. That's also why I'm going to yeah, yeah, not saying that. But I'm again, with the I'm not crazy for what I'm saying. Huh? I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm just saying your argument was crazy. Okay. You're supporting. Your support was crazy, not your point. But I mean, the support leads to that argument at the end of the day. Yes, yeah, and that yeah. was... I just predict, like, look, we, no one thought the Eagles were going to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. I know, I'm not saying that. Right, so for that reason, to make the Seattle fans happy as well, I'm sticking with Seattle winning. Uh, obviously, they'll win themselves, and I expect uh, Green Bay to, I guess, tie or lose. So that's your playoff picture. That's our playoff predictions. Apart every apart from the Colts Texans, just because we are emotionally attached to that game. And uh, yeah, let's move on to MVP talk. And you already I've been it. saying it, um, McCaffrey or. Uh, Hill or yeah, whatever Hill's done, obviously uh, injury and uh, uh, the poor performances after the injury. You could tell he's not he wasn't the same Hill after that after he was hurt to the point that C D Lamb took over the receiving yards lead. Uh, but we gotta give flowers to Lamar Jackson. He has been from the beginning to the end. He has been the only quarterback to stay in the MVP conversation. Right? We had the Dax thrown in there. We had the Jalen Hurts thrown in there. Brock Purdy. We had the Brock Purdy, Josh Allen's, all these guys thrown in there. Lamar Jackson was there from day one to week 18. So yeah, I, I stuck by him as the best quarterback throughout the year for the and most part. He, and he clearly was. Um, the, yeah. the thing here is, I, I saw this point on uh, one of these posts I've seen, right? Like, or, or for like MVP, whatever. I saw, I saw this one guy in the comments, I don't know, say this point. At this point... Yes, I know McCaffrey had an incredible year. But the fact that, like, we're saying that Aaron Rodgers was unanimous MVP when Cup and Taylor went off. Or we're saying Mahomes was unanimous MVP when other uh, other positions than the quarterback went off. Last year. We have to give Lamar his respect. Yeah, uh, I've never taken yeah, that respect. Away. I know. So, for that reason, Lamar has been good as every bit as Mahomes last year. He has been good as every bit as Rodgers when he won his back-to-back MVP. And we can't disrespect the fact that it is a quarterback's award and uh, there has been a quarterback that excelled all year and that has been Lamar Jackson. So, especially in the last three games where he beat a Jaguars, ASC South leading Jaguars, um, NFC West leading and also league leading the uh, Niners and the AFC East leading Dolphins and clinched the number one seed with a week left to go. Now, here's my thing. I agree with you. Lamar will get MVP. Will. My vote still goes to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and that's fair. Even I've been saying that all year. I don't know how much JT would have been considered because you got to look at it this way. JT at that time. Okay, fine. Take JT out of equation. Cop. I, I, Cop. To my point. He was 50 yards less point, on the record. Two point. My, my point then as well. A quarterback is throwing the receiver the ball so it makes it tough for the receiver to win. So that way I had given it to Aaron Rodgers then. JT situation, if he were to make the playoffs that year, he still would have been a wildcard team. In this case, Christian McCaffrey is the big reason why they're the best team in the West. I, or in the NFC and the West. I get the point that Lamar cooked um, San Francisco and cooked Miami, and I get that. And I've literally been saying Lamar is the M- 
the best if i were to give it to a quarterback which usually it is a quarterback award it is lamar and i agree with that i would give it a little more for that but if i have a vote i'm going with christian mccaffrey because he's the big reason why san francisco was like killing it like you got brock purdy having a bad game or a mad game or whatever you give it to christian mccaffrey on a run or a screen he's gonna give you yards you'll get the touchdown you obviously got a touchdown in every game but one i think this year um yeah because that, that broke the streak. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, that's the reason why I'm giving it to Christian McCaffrey. I'm not. I think I'm not saying that because oh, you know, QB doesn't deserve it. I'm not saying that at all. Because Lamar, this last game cemented probably Lamar betting favorite. I I completely agree with that. I'm just looking at because Lamar also had his inconsistencies at the beginning of the year. I'm looking at the total award those late picks against Pittsburgh. Okay. And I know other QBs have done that. I'm okay. not saying that, but Christian McCaffrey for me has been the most consistent throughout the whole year. Is that fair to say? More than Lamar? Yes. Apart from what? Lamar, Christian McCaffrey had probably... Lamar had I moments say, where he threw away the game I would say himself. McCaffrey had two bad games this year. Lamar had Lamar games had, where he threw away the Lamar game Lamar had two, 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 bad, two bad games himself. And listen, I've been... So that, so if you're looking at that logic, they've both been equally consistent all year. I'm still sticking with Christian McCaffrey. If you're though. still looking at... If you're looking at Wynn's perspective... Um, when Brock Purdy was bad, the Niners lost. Here's the other McCaffrey reason. did not dig him out. You did not win a game because so you're back clearly to the, slowly Christian McCaffrey. So you're back won. to the saying that it is a QB award at the end of the day, so you have to give it a QB. Yeah, but also what Lamar did, he beat the three teams that I just mentioned. I know, and I'm not take again. I'm not here trying to be the bad guy of Lamar Jackson. I'm wanting with but the I'm, I'm, guys. I'm, I know he's I, your favorite player. I and have I to put an argument against you because you're saying McCaffrey, I'm saying Lamar. I know, and that's fair. And uh, I don't think you're wrong. And I'm proving. I think you're gonna end up being right. And I'm proving you. And I'm proving you why Lamar is the MVP. I'm Christian McCaffrey my vote. And now that doesn't mean my vote's gonna be like, oh yeah, he's unanimous or uh, not unanimous. Um, I've been like I've never been a Lamar hater. I know he's been your favorite player, so you've been defending him. For a while from other guys that say that oh he's just a running back or he's overrated blah 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 lamar has clearly proven that he's more than a running quote-unquote running back or a running quarterback he had a proper system around him he had proper pieces around him obj literally said this is probably the best team's ever been on top to bottom um and uh and obj's obj was part of that ram super bowl team uh and uh that being said i still i just giving my vote to christian mccaffrey i i guess i'm leaning a little bit maybe this is the year a quarterback shouldn't win it i think that because this is this Christian McCaffrey, I get your point. He, he did not dig him out on all the games, but I think he had a huge impact of winning some of these games as well. That's the reason why I'm giving Christian McCaffrey my vote. I ultimately agree Lamar Jackson will win it, but my vote will go to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. A uh, quick topic here: Chicago lands the number one overall pick due to the Panthers losing. Um. Did you see David Tepper? David Tepper's pissed off and uh, throwing beers at fans. Throwing beers at fans and everything, but. Eh, you that's your own mistake. Let the let the GM and you had the chance let, of getting Lamar Jackson. Let the GM and head coach do their job and pick the right quarterback that's gonna fit their system Reportedly, instead of picking for them. Reportedly, yeah, that was the case. He wanted Bryce Young. You could have literally traded for Lamar Jackson when you requested a trade. Um, I decided to follow his steps and we both kind of did, thinking that Carolina would be a much better team because of the coaching stuff he hired, by the way. Um and then Hey, um, all whatever it is, all you have to do is look yourself in the mirror because Yes, things didn't go well for you, but like you traded away you, your number you, one. It was receiver. you. It was you, David. You traded Tepper. your number one receiver away. It was you, David. Along Tepper. with two picks that you probably could have gone Caleb Williams this time, or a Lamar Jackson, and now you can't even do that unless you you don't even have the pick to trade. Hey, you messed up. That's all we have to say. So but let's move on to. Oh well, no, no. Let's finish. I want to do the Chicago thing. Let's just talk very briefly. We'll talk about it more. I know when the draft comes. Justin Fields has now shown in the latter half of this after his injury that he is. A quarterback in this league, yes. Are you? And the Bears fans say they love Justin Fields, and they've been um, yelling or cheering last game like we want Fields, right? But you got a second chance of drafting another quarterback. You passed on it last year. You decided to trade down. Assuming you cannot trade down, are you in the favor? I know you're probably in the favor of trading down again. Unless I'm wrong, you can correct me. But let's just say they can't trade down. No one wants to trade down. Are you draft a QB? whoever that QB is, or are you a guy, draft, in their opinion, best player available, which in our opinion is Marvin Harrison Jr., but whoever yeah, their they're, opinion. They're, my opinion, they're trading down. If, but, they can't, if they can't trade down, you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. So you're sticking with Fields? 
I'm sticking with Fields. Okay. He made the decision. I agree. He made the decision impossible for them, and he did everything he can. Um, it also it's gonna help when you um could uh, get some old line help as as well. Weapons wise, I don't really have too many excuses for Fields because he has some decent weapons. Um, it just running sucks back, that he had a running, bad few games. Running back early. was. Running backs wise, fine. They did they, they struggle the first four games and if not, he they probably could have been in a playoff in the playoff. They were right kind now. of yeah because they just got eliminated. And the thing is this: um, if Fields does suck next year, um, you're gonna have some quarterbacks available. I give available Fields one more up, year, That's right? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, so his last year for sure. But if he does the same thing again, you have to move on. Yeah. And Arch Manning could be available in a couple of years, so. That's in two years. Yeah, but yeah. He's, I'm saying like there's still some quarterback options in the future. Wise, his teammate could be available. Quinn Ewers potentially. But, um, let's get speaking of Quinn Ewers, college football reaction. You want to start off with that Quinn Ewers game? Quinn Ewers, Texas. With Quinn Ewers. Um, Texas game, Washington. I was right, wrong. You were right. Finally, Washington finally. ended. <laughs> Washington ended up beating Texas, but it did not come with some scare at the end. It looked like it was gonna be a comfortable Washington win when they had a two score lead. They ended up getting the touchdown oh no they got the field goal um because uh then did the onside kick failed the onside kick but uh, texas had two timeouts remaining um so it should have went down to 15 seconds after they used the timeouts and stopped them on third down however a te- uh, tech or washington and then running back dylan johnson got ended injured. Up getting hurt dylan johnson resulting in the injury time dylan johnson injury yes injury timeout also puts him in jeopardy for the championship game which as is well, next monday which is next monday but yeah, I said this exactly. Washington will find a way to keep it close. Doesn't matter if they're losing or winning. It's going to yeah. be a one possession game. And uh, ultimately, they did come out on top. They've, as you know why? They've been in all these close games all year, no matter how good or bad the team they're facing. And they just know how to win these close, these close games. And they've done that all year. And now we have the battle of the undefeated. We'll, we'll go there in a second. Texas, you know, good season. They had some playmakers there special teams i guess kind of let them down a little bit which is a kind of a theme it was a theme all day yeah all day for more, both the team we're about to talk about but yeah uh texas we don't know what's happening with quinn ewers yet uh arch manning is obviously sitting there waiting but yeah so quinn ewers will make his decision he could be potentially qb1 next year with shadir sanders or whoever is going to be available for next year but at the moment uh if quinn ewers is in this draft man oh man the qbs will be insane because J.J. McCarthy, uh, Michigan, finally get over their second hump. Uh, and yeah. I think they're making their first college playoff, football playoff final um, after finally getting over the hump of getting into the playoff and then losing in the first round uh, two years in a row. Um, and then this year, they are now in the final. Special teams almost cost them massively. Uh, literally, their first play. First for- yeah, first uh, first defensive, they absolutely destroyed the Alabama's offense in their first drive, and it led to a muff punt. And Alabama took a lead with their they obviously they're gonna score a touchdown there because you gave them life. Uh, Michigan, yes, um, they really had to dig out of this one. Um, they did look good in the first half offensively and defensively. They were the better team, but that third quarter was dreadful. Even half of the fourth quarter, especially offensively. Could not move the ball at all. Yeah. Alabama took their took advantage and uh, got their lead, but Michigan needed one drive, and they got that one and drive. They got it through Blake Corm, and uh, sent it to overtime. And Blake Corm happens again. Blake Corm happens again, and uh, please explain to me why, on fourth and goal, you did a QB draw. I don't. I can't explain that to you because <laughs> like, I'm just as confused as you are. <laughs> everybody's like on Twitter, and everybody's confused. Like, why you call a timeout? You draw a play call, and that's the play call you come out with. I don't know if that was on Nick Saban. I don't know if that was on whoever their OC is now, uh, whatever the case may be. But when I saw a QB draw, I'm like, you're going to do this against this D-line, and you get stuffed and a game over. Literally, usually, when it comes to college football playoff overtimes, sorry, college football overtimes in general, not the playoff, sorry, you see multiple overtimes. Yeah. This was done in the first. Exactly. So I, I'm still shocked about the on that decision, but... Michigan obviously got it done. I said the winner of this game will probably will sh- win it all. Um, I'm still stand by that, but I do want to give a shout out. Go back back to Washington, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, um, that guy. I fell in love um, watching Michael Penix Jr. Um, this guy is so accurate. This guy's precision passing is just amazing. Um, he throws dots every single time, um, and uh, obviously, 
it's this is an argument that his game can translate to the NFL just because pocket passing is not a thing in the NFL anymore. Uh, obviously, you know, after the Mannings and uh, Brady's retired and all these guys. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. But he is one accurate guy. That's all. That's all I could say for him. Forty five hundred plus pass yards in consecutive seasons. The other only quarterback to have done that was Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously, in terms of the playoff game, I think the only other guy has done what he just did or at least since, was Joe Burrow, LSU year. So, but that, obviously that LSU team was also stacked. Penix is, Penix could also move around as well. I, like, he is, he is as every bit as accurate as CJ Stroud is. Yeah. Right, like, from what we've seen. And uh, we'll see what he does in the NFL. We'll look at his draft stock closer to it. We'll find yeah, how but, much it goes. Well, shout out to Penix, man. Like, obviously, he, in our opinion, he's been my pick. I he, think he fell. He, he fell out of the LVC Heisman and he fell in the draft as the season went on because I don't know if it was just, just a, injured. Just he like struggled the, a bit. Just the second half of the season. He struggled a bit because so of that. After, his after, stock the, fell. after the first Oregon game, he struggled a little bit. They struggled as a team a little bit, but they still found a way to win. That's that's what matters. They still found a way to win and uh, ultimately, once they played the Oregon final game, he killed it and uh, killed the semifinal. Yeah, he's well. only 23. He'll be 24 um, come next season. Or the NFL, let's see. Let's see where he goes. Um, I won't be surprised. I have to look at the drafts properly. I know the top names right now are obviously Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, um, potentially Quinn Ewers, and throwing Michael Penix and Bo Nix in there. I think those guys are slightly falling just because of the age. But let's see if Penix shows out in the final game. I don't. I'm not saying he'll be the first overall pick because you know Joe Burrow did it the whole year. Um, but that will solidify him as a top. Um. Pop, I mean, uh, you're a Heisman finalist. Like first round pick. You're a Heisman finalist, and if you win the, if you lead your team to a championship, even if even if you lose, you're yeah. a first round pick. You're a first we'll, round pick. We'll talk about the game, uh, the final next episode because it is on Monday, uh, the final. But as of right now, like I said early on, Michigan's defense is so good that I might have to lean towards them. But yeah, we'll we'll predict the next episode. We'll predict next time. We'll have to bring a little bit more just back behind the scenes research or listening to some of the professionals that cover it. But a couple of college football news after the game of uh, Dallas Turner, who's supposed to be a top 10 pick, edge rusher of Alabama, pretty much said, no ifs, ands, or buts, I'm going to the NFL. I <laughs> so mean, some players, bro, I like that. I respect you yeah. because you're, you're like, I am have a chance of taking my dream. Just take it. Because, <laughs> yeah. right? hey, listen, you get paid more. WNBA players, and I've heard this argument. Caleb heard the argument that, like, hey, I don't want to be going to Chicago, for example, and I might just go back and do it. Now, if you genuinely have, you want to go back and try to do your wrongs in college, in this case, Caleb Williams has, sure, let's prove it then, right? Like, actually do it. Don't do it because, oh, it's uh, Chicago. Guess what? You're going to be on the worst, someone worse than Chicago next year. If it, is, if it happens Bro, to be Chicago. If you're, if you're that high of a pick, you're going to be the worst team, right? Yeah, no, no, so that's his then. point. Like, his dad, I think, came out and said, like, that's the worst thing. I'd rather go undrafted <laughs> because we get to at least choose our own team. Nah, that's um, stupid, man. Yeah, so if that's the case, because he's, he's liking posts that he doesn't want to be in Chicago. Whatever. We'll see with that. We'll see with it. But uh, the other couple college news, obviously transfer portal is open, and FSU has replaced Jordan Travis. Um, speaking of Jordan Travis, though, which sucks, I think his draft is definitely going to go down because of the injury. Yeah. Um, who probably could have been like a second-round pick, maybe even first-rounder. But DJ Uyunglele, uh from Clemson to Oregon State, one year in Oregon State is now a... Uh, FSU Seminole. So let's see if we can improve further on. I remember when he was playing for Clemson, it was that game when Trevor Lawrence, I think, was out for COVID. I guess Notre Dame and they ended up losing, but it went to like, I don't know, it went to a couple of overtimes. Yeah. And uh, he balled out. He balled out that game to the point where everybody was like, oh, do Clemson have the two best quarterbacks? Next year comes DJ, struggles mightily, gets benched, ultimately leaves. And Oregon State, he's been like, meh. It's kind of like a Spencer Rattler situation, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, he's uh, going to Florida State. Florida State, we all know what happened to them this year. Let's see if he could help progress them where, where they should be this year. Um, nothing much there, so we'll cap it there at college. But let's get into some MLB. MLB news. Chris Sale is traded to the Atlanta Braves. I'll and bring the traded info up. You could bring up the Boston Red Sox traded Chris Sale to the Atlanta Braves and apparently did give up a little bit of a nice guy, nice little prospect here. And uh, I'm confused. Um, they gave I I don't have question marks for Sale's ability. I think he still, he still has got some left in him, 
But the issue is he's been injured too much. That he's not the same guy. Yeah, as he once was. It's just was. the injury prone situation. He had a no trade clause, so giving up like a decent infielder prospect kind of makes no sense to me. Uh, Red Sox are also sending seventeen million dollars, so maybe that's why. Um, that that helps. That does help. <laughs> uh, off the twenty seven point five to cover the salary in twenty twenty four. Sale also has a club option in twenty million, so I don't expect. Uh, unless he balls out and was healthy this year, that that option. That's the only be. way. But he's not the same pitcher as he once was. Give credit to him; he was a great pitcher, especially in the. Chicago, he's a World Series champ. Chicago um, White Sox is as well. Um, Chris Thirty-four Hill. year old, four point three. Um, he's rate. just injuries, and obviously, yes, you, will he bolster this Atlanta starting rotation? Yes, 100%. he would. For how long? That is the question mark because this dude is injury prone. Injury prone. Yeah, like from his days from the White Sox was really good. They went to the Red Sox, won a World Series. But yeah, like to Joven's point, nothing much to add. It's just injury prone. If he's healthy, that helps that pitching staff a little bit more. If not, then uh, they're definitely he's definitely a free agent in 2025. Uh, Red Sox also speaking of them, while Joven looks at the other signings, uh, signed, I guess in a way to replace him, but also add more pitching. Lucas Giolito is uh, a Red Sox for two years, 38.5 million dollar deal. Uh, also includes an opt-out clause after the first year, as well as a conditional option for 2026 based on his innings pitch. Lucas Giolito was a... Um, what, what team was he on before? Oh, he was on um, White Sox before yeah. he went to the Angels um, to help bolster the playoff push there. Ended up choking, and he ended up being a Cleveland Guardian to end the year, I believe, uh, based on this picture. Yes, I he that was the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Boston needed pitching. They added more pitching. Um Let's see if he just continues to be... Good. It depends. Uh, Giolito's an up-and-down pitcher, and we'll see what he does. Obviously, he had a Cy Young year. Ever since then, he hasn't been the same level. Uh, another news, Red signed Fra- Frankie Montaz, um, one-year, 16-mil contract. Just a guy who's be like probably who's going to be a 3-4 guy in your rotation, in my opinion. Um, maybe even two. But if he does regain his form, he could be your ace, which he was in uh, Oakland. Uh, struggled mightily when he got traded to the Yankees. Anything else? That's it. All right, so let's go to the NBA. Um, or actually, let's know. Let's go to quick fire. Uh, quickly, the uh, rest is kind of going to be quick fire. But the actual quick fire, uh, the January transfer window is officially open. Uh, the one signing that happened was Donny Van de Beek is on loan to Frankfurt from Man United. We'll see what other big ones happen. I think um, obviously Man United are going to be a big picture in that because of the new ownership. But we'll see. Chelsea will be a big pitcher just because. As cause. always, just because <laughs> is Todd Bowley. Um, other thing that also will affect, though, is because AFCON is this month. So, obviously, like I said, Man United are missing Onana and Amrabat. Liverpool is going to miss Mo Salah, who's a big factor of their team, especially recently. Um, so, are they going to find short-term uh, temporary replacements for each of those guys? I don't know who else in the Premier League that's a big name because Mane is no longer there, right? So, I don't know who else is a big name that will miss. But those are the big names. Um, but those are the three. It's Salah. It's just Salah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's, Before yeah, it was Salah and Mane. <laughs> yeah, like Liverpool's wingers were cooked. But yeah. They they have they do have, obviously Salah's a big piece, don't get me wrong, but they do have enough attacking depth to counteract um, what Salah's going to be doing. And obviously, AFCON is usually around a month. Egypt's not a very good team. They are. Huh? For AFCON, they are. Yeah, no, but I don't They've spend, made deep runs. They've lost to Senegal the last time in the final. They did? Yes. Yeah, you do yeah, not say that. Them. You can't say Afcon. They have been bad <laughs> for Afcon. Well, okay, I'm, they've been deep. I'm pro- for the last okay, so now I'm, I'm projecting them against the World State, not really Afcon. Yeah, but my projection is probably gonna be Senegal again for Afcon. But yeah, I think Liverpool have enough attacking depth there. Plus, Liverpool are also playing a a Carabao and FA Cup, so they're not gonna be playing much Premier League in January, anyways. So, which could also help their case. Yeah. Um, it could hurt them in Champions League. If it's, if, I don't know if it starts in January though. No, it's usually February. Okay, so then never mind. Um, yeah. Um, uh, other news though. Uh, Conor McGregor. Now I'm not gonna believe it till I see it. Is who he thought was gonna be UFC 300 is now projecting to be in June. Whatever UFC that's gonna be 302, 303. Um, at middleweight at 185. Which and he's, he'll be the, f- I think, he I is, know, yeah. I don't know which, how many fighters ahead of him have done this, but we, this will be his fourth weight class. Obviously, Feather, Light, and then um, Welter. Um, 
but fighting another lightweight at 185 is kind of crazy to me. So McGregor Chandler, which was the rumored fight for a long time, is going to be what should be happening in June, barring any injuries and uh, any stupidity <laughs> and uh, weigh-in stuff. But McGregor Chandler again. I don't understand. They're moving. Both are moving up two weight classes. I guess they. He struggled in it, Walter. It, it is. Yeah, he did struggle in Walter. But the thing is, this I guess people people generally do better like going up than they do going down. Like cutting. He did struggle against yeah. Dustin Poirier and Walter. One time he broke his leg. Yeah. That. But then one time he did get his ass kicked. Um. Obviously, I think his only win was that cowboy fight. Ever since, like he kind of came back. Um, he's been like Deontay Wilder, but, man. He's been, he's coming, then he goes back, then comes back, and then, like it's gonna be tough when you're the ring rust is there, yeah. right? Uh, like he got smoked by Poirier because of ring rust. UFC um, 300 though is projected to be um, Le- uh, Leon Edwards is the main event, and it's supposed to be against most likely Bilal Muhammad. We'll take it over from Shavkat, but um, what's his name did say? Uh, Makachev says. He wants to fight before Ramadan, so I'm not sure if that April timeline is during that. So which means he wants to try to fight before, which I doubt will happen because I don't think he, I think O'Malley's a headliner no matter what. So yeah. he, he'll probably be after Ramadan, which is probably sometime in the summer. But if he could get it fixed in time for um for that will be the main event. That yeah. will be the main event because yeah, I, I will not be surprised if it's against um, Leon Edwards either, if it's not Oliveira. Like I won't be surprised. Yeah, right. no, it's Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad. I know he deserves it. Yeah, I know. Uh, it should be Bilal. That's it, the it, it is. It'll be very stupid. Leon did confirm it when he was at Villa Park because obviously him. Yeah, it'll be Villa very Park. stupid if it's. it's I know. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But I will not be surprised if they want to make you. I will be headline. shocked. Like, um, absolutely shocked. And by the way, Michael Chandler did say, I want you at your biggest. So 185 looks good on me. Um, As well. He looks built, anyways. But yeah. Yeah, so that's the quick fire talk there. Let's, All right, let's get into NBA. NBA um, topics here. Um, we mentioned the trade. Uh, we already dropped a reaction, so make sure you guys check that out. We're not gonna talk about the reaction as much. Um, we're just, gonna t- we're gonna talk about their like first performances. Yeah. For so both the, teams. Both teams ended up playing their first game on New Year's Day. Um, OG Ananobi looked good, fouled out, but he did had 17 points against the Timberwolves. Um, starting small forward. Shot over 50. Not surprised. Shot over 50. Not surprising. He shot, fits on every team. Shot over 50. <laughs> percent And he he fits on every team. Um, literally, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, three and D is three and D. Yeah. Um, looks weird though seeing him in like an orange. After, yeah, that's true. After all that, so it's not very surprising that you see why the Knicks made that move. But I also see why Knicks fans are annoyed because the flip side, the Raptors looked fun. Emmanuel quickly, obviously, outside of the foul trouble early, looked good. R.J. Barrett is what if you're projecting him to be. This trade will definitely be lopsided, but it, it will probably come down, in my opinion, ultimately a win-win trade. Yeah, it can be as long um, as as long as they all. Here, I'm gonna say this much: as Rap- long as they all resign. Raptors fans do not get your hopes up. Yeah. Right. You are probably the most inconsistent team I've seen this year, and obviously, yes, you could. Can you say this win is because of the trade? You can't say that because Mobley and Garland were injured. Be- no, the trade. That means like quickly and Barrett oh, played yeah. a factor. But the way that you guys have been up and down, up and down, and mostly down, we can't really assess you guys after one game because yeah. other aspects of your game has been really bad. So, He's whereas like, the next, whereas the next, where I could like, I could be confident, like, yo, okay, yeah, the next could, you know, go on the run here. Yeah, I'm not confident in the Raptors for that. But if you are this Raptors, you will make the playoffs. Play in the playoffs. You're saying playoffs? If if I see what I saw from the Raptors today, clean up some defensive stuff, the Raptors could be a 60. But I'm not confident in that happening. Okay, so here's the thing. Because I know how inconsistent these guys are. Um, To the defense point, I agree with that because OG Ananobi, at least the one good thing about OG Ananobi fans and Toronto fans will, that are fans of OG Ananobi are going to be like, at least he's in the Mecca now. So they will see what his true defensive um, ability is. You're not. He was your best defender. As when he's healthy, as good as Scotty is, and some of these guys are, you saw Donovan Mitchell cook a little bit, which he never did against um, OG Ananobi. Yeah, he was Scotty was the main guy to start off with until Dennis comes off the bench. From what I was watching, um, back and forth with the college football games, uh, so that's gonna be a big thing you gotta figure out. Obviously, I know you're not a big fan of Darko early on, but I still like I said they were a playing team with OG before this trade. Obviously, stuff wasn't working out. 
The question is, what are you going to do with Pascal Siakam, like we mentioned? Um, if he's still on your team, I still project him to be a play-in team because I cannot see them jump to the sixth seed because they're 13 and 20 right now, and the sixth seed are 18 and 14, and the teams ahead of them, um, the Knicks, Cavs, uh, and the Pacers that who are holding the sixth seed, I'm not trusting them in that. So I'm for me, they're still a play-in team. Can they find their way through the play into the playoffs? That's a different argument because that's a one-game situation. So in that, if you say playoffs that way, I agree with that. If you're saying six seed, hell no. Um, but on on the but, but on my, the flip, that's my, assuming my case is also a big if that yeah. like they do play like how I still think good th- they play today. The reason why they made this trade is gonna be we're gonna find out two things: if Siakam resigns or Siakam is still just kept for the end of the year for whatever year, reason. Um, it's because they think this change will help them get to a playoff spot, to your point. And, but do they believe enough in this team? That's obviously up for argument between the front office and fans. But I'm assuming, um, I just I still think they're a play-in team. And if Siakam gets traded, then I still... Th- oh, then it's done. Then it's done. Don't. Unless, don't, depending don't on what the return is, there could still be a 10 seed is. because the Bulls suck themselves. It, it doesn't matter what the return is. It's because the Bulls suck themselves. The thing is this. When, yeah. when you're trading Siakam, you're going to try to trade for like how you did OD, O. OG with a one for two type thing, right? Yeah. So you're gonna get incredibly worse. And good, yeah, good news for you is Pascal looks good. So I, if I'm the Raptors, you trade him. Oh yeah, I'm still on the trade. Give boat. him a couple of as soon as you can. I guess if he starts to struggle randomly, then you're screwed. I'm still on the trade boat. No, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So you're saying if what fun. I saw from the Raptors today was probably one of their best games I've seen. And they seen. were fun and energetic. Yeah, and they pushed the pace. They were fun. They were energetic. Quickly looked good. RJ produced. Siakam. Drop 36 and uh, Pirtle looked everyone on the starter side dropped uh, double digits. And when you have Schroeder and Gary Trent off the bench, that's a pretty good 6 7 match. All right. Um, yeah, that's the trade. We're not going to get into it too much. Like I said, go check that out. Um, it's uh, literally our last video or our last episode. Uh, speaking of the Raptors, though, the team that beat the Pist lost to the Pistons to end the streak, and the Pistons started a new streak <laughs> today with losing to the Rockets. Uh, the Pistons did win the game. So, uh, smart by Masai Ujiri to do a trade because <laughs> at least the attention came off a little bit with that because you have ex- built-in excuses. But at the end of the day, uh, Pistons and Pistons fans are happy. They could celebrate a win, got free wing stop because that's what they were promoting. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I saw Crispy Flakes is his name. I don't watch much of his videos, but he's a huge um, Pistons fan. So, he was like live streaming and celebrating himself. But yeah, Pistons, congratulations. You got a win. But... Cade, you shot the bed the next game. It felt like you were partying, not for New Year's, but getting a win. So you're now three and thirty. It might be both. <laughs> <laughs> you're now three and thirty, and uh, yeah. yeah, you won a game, but <laughs> let's you're see what happens next. But yeah, no. If if you were ever to win the game, that was the game to win. Raptors yeah. on a back to back traded. Almost give them credit. They almost the beat the Pistons. Yeah. Keyword almost. Yeah, but, obviously almost. Yeah. Um, okay, last news here. Let's just get to the NHL. Very quickly, the PWHL commenced today, uh, which is the Professional Women's Hockey League. I think New York destroyed Toronto. That was the one game on the top of my head. I know Ontario. Ottawa has a team. Minnesota has a team. Montreal has a team. They said Boston as well. Boston and New York. So the six teams. Let's see how it goes. I know Toronto has Sarah Nurse and Natalie Spooner. So, um, you know, when it's on TV, we'll try to tune in. But I do like the rules. That it's a three-two-one-zero situation. I think that should be the case in the NHL as well, just because like what's nah. I still prefer it that way. And the shorthanded. Um, I don't like changing stuff. That's why. I'm not, not now, but I think yeah. it should have been like that from the get-go. And then the shorthanded. From the get-go, like hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, shorthanded. Um, whatever they did, whenever they did yeah. the change, but shorthanded kills the penalty. I, I agree with that hundred <laughs> percent. Once you score a shorthanded goal, the penalty should be done. You can't punish them further. Yeah, that's true. That so I like that rule from the get go. Let's see if the NHL eventually adopts this. We'll see, but I agree with you. I don't want to have like too many changes at once. Um, on the flip side, though, Ottawa have officially announced their general manager, Steve Steos, is removed from the interim tag. So, Sands appoints Steos as GM, and they add Dave Poulin. I heard, why is that? TSN name? analyst. That's who it was. I'm okay. Hire oh. Dave Poulin as senior vice president of hockey operations. The team announced Sunday. Um, the, he joined back in September 29 uh, after Pierre Dorian's firing. He will retain the role while simultaneously performing the new duties as a Sens full-time GM because he was also the president, the yes. club president of hockey operations. So Ottawa looking like they're going through some shuffling, reshuffling in the front office, and they're going to be looking for a coach as well, potentially. 
um, in the offseason unless they go on an interim run and just make their interim. No, please do not you guys with the Canucks today. Yeah, as well. Don't do that. <laughs> make, go on your run afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it from us though. Very football heavy, NFL heavy. Comment down below who you think will be the eighth seed. Or sorry, the seventh seed, seed on the NFC. Um, Jovan will put a pinned comment for you guys to decide. Seventh seed on both sides. Check out the YouTube just, polls. Just, just, just comment down below who's going to make the playoffs. Com- we'll check out YouTube So, either the Colts, Texans, right? If the Steelers fans, and on the other side, obviously Seahawks, Packers. and Check out the YouTube community polls. I will drop some out this week for you guys to decide. There's no Thursday game, right? No. Yeah, so Saturday, Sunday, or the football games. Two on Saturday, the rest on Sunday. Um, uh, with that being said, pray for our Colts. <laughs> pray, please. Colts fans, stand up. And uh, yeah, um, we appreciate you guys watching. Once again, a happy new year. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. A lot of new things will be coming out during the year, as we mentioned in our last non-sports podcast. But other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.